right, welcome to another episode of Keo Conversations. My name is Mark Champagne. I am your host and it is my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game, personally and professionally. Today I'm chatting with Mark Steven Pooler, who has overcome the kind of adversity that most people cannot even comprehend. He has taken the resilience from his past trauma and turned that into an inspirational determination to help others. After years of being severely bullied, Mark turned to drug addiction and started down a dark road of self-destruction that nearly ended his life. Having the strength to overcome his addictions, he rebuilt his life stronger than ever. And we dive into that path, his, his history that literally left him dead on the table and having to be revived. Super inspirational story on how he overcame that and what type of mental fitness practices that pulled him out of that dark journey and that is keeping him at the top of his game. So enjoy this conversation and thank you for your attention. This podcast is brought to you by Minimalism Life. A simple life is one with less stress, less stuff, and more purpose. We love these guys because they publish awesome content on a weekly basis about minimalism as a tool to help you be more focused and feel more fulfilled. Check them out at minimalism.life. And don't forget, all of these awesome guests end up in our journaling app and mental fitness tool, Keo, to help guide you through your daily reflection. Take it for a spin in the Apple App Store and let us know what you think. Have the absolute best day yet. So Mark, first question for you that all guests get on this show, and it's how we kick things off. It's who are you or what defines you as a person? Giving to others, going for my biggest dreams, being of service and coming from a place of love. I love it. I love it. Now, I'd imagine there's probably some backstory behind you being able to give a response like that um, because that's a beautiful thing. Why don't you why don't you share a little bit about your story and, and um you know how how you got to that point or this point of being able to, to to answer that question like that? Thank you. That's a great question, Mark. I was always the guy at school that got bullied about the way I looked and about my sexuality before I knew it myself. It led to me having really low self esteem and low self confidence. By the age of 15, I left school with really bad grades, really bad results, and my life started to take a downward spiral. I started to take soft drugs to start with, and over time, it got to stronger drugs. By the age of 21, I became addicted to crack cocaine and heroin, which is rock bottom. All throughout my addiction, I've always been a worker working for some of the biggest name hair salons in the UK, but my drug addiction started to take its toll and I went on a party night out with friends at the age of 21 and tried a new party drug, having the time of my life one minute And the next minute I woke up in hospital, I had just collapsed and died from drug use. Wow. I woke up, chest all shaven, my shop pads had been used on me to bring me back to life. 
bruises all up my arm where adrenaline had been pumped into me to bring me back to life. That was a wake-up call for me, Mark. I slowly started to rebuild my life. At the age of 30, I started network marketing and set up in business for myself as a freelance hairdresser. And this was the start of my entrepreneurship journey. And network marketing was a great start. It opened me up to the world of personal development, mindset, and really working on my belief systems. And that's got me to where I am now. I'm a professional speaker. I'm a radio and press and PR expert. I'm also a public speaking coach, but that's all come from using my mind in the correct way, investing in mentors, going to workshops, going to training events, watching clips on YouTube, even looking at quantum physics of how the universe works, but mindset is where it all started and personal development and who were some of your your idols or the people you were turning to for this this shift obviously you had a an incredible traumatic experience that like you said you know gave you a wake-up call um but then there's that i'd imagine there's that whole period from that that event to the point where you started, you know, your entrepreneurial ventures and whatnot in, in that kind of, some people call it the messy middle, but in that gap, you know, what were you doing for, to, to shift that, to shift your mind and to build up some of your own uh, mindset type practices? It was a slow road to recovery. I read my first law of attraction book at the age of 21 after the incident and I thought there really is something in this about the thoughts that you put into your mind really have an impact on the results that you achieve in life and I did start to use it but it was a slow road to recovery for a few years I carried on taking softer drugs on party nights out but I had to give up the really strong drugs, which was a big achievement at that time. Then at the age of 25, I got into a relationship with um, my partner at the time was a, an alcoholic. And this was a big turning point in my life because up until the age of 25, I was living a selfish life, just thinking of myself and my own needs. But all of a sudden, I was with a partner that was an alcoholic for five years. I was with him and I had to start looking after him. It wasn't about me anymore. Mm. He had he had a great personality, he was a great person, but his drink problem was a big issue. I would wake up on Saturday mornings to phone calls from the police um, and he tried to commit suicide and ended up in hospital or starting fights. And I really had to grow up. It was, a, it was the start of me having to become a man. So life experience, Mark, is the answer to your question. Um, the five years mm. 
of that experience is where I really had to grow up and look after somebody else. And then after we split up, that was when I really started working on my own personal development, my own dreams, my own own goals, my own aims, working on my mindset. And that was where the shift changed. But the five years previous to that life experience was a big turning point in my life. Well, th- and thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this and being obviously vulnerable as well and sharing the, the level of detail. I think it, it's really helpful for, for to set the context and, and for people to that may be going through that um, any any parts of that that journey you described and which which also shows that there's there's hope right um, to get through some of those those darker moments. So, you know, as we speak today, like you said, you're you're involved in in um, coaching for speakers and you're interviewing a ton of incredible people through podcasts and radio shows and all of that. Like what, what really sparked that path for you? What is it that, that lights you up from, from doing that work? So I did network marketing for two years. I built a team of 50. I recruited into six different countries. That was where I started to work on my personal development. It opened me up to the world of entrepreneurship. But I wasn't following my passion. I used to watch the speakers at network marketing events sharing their stories, how they transform their lives. And I would watch thinking I've got an incredible story that could help so many people. And that was when I knew I wanted to become a speaker. And I left network marketing behind because I believe there's more than one path to your final destination to success. So it's really important when to know when to end something and when to start something new. And I give up network marketing two and a half years ago and jumped in the deep end to become a professional speaker. It's been a great journey, very up and down. It's not always been easy. In fact, at times it's been really hard, but I have achieved some great things. And then as that journey progressed, I realised that I had a skill and a talent for coaching people how to become public speakers because I myself have suffered with low self-esteem, low self-confidence. I've suffered with stress, anxiety and depression and I knew I could really help other entrepreneurs that wanted to become speakers that have fear of public speaking that are struggling with self-confidence so I set up my brilliant speaker coaching program which has been a great success I've got group coaching programs I've got one-to-one coaching which is really successful and that's what my passion and what really lights me up coaching entrepreneurs how to become public speakers and then I was offered an amazing opportunity to start doing radio and international press and PR and again I found another great passion what I'm really enjoying I'm interviewing celebrities top leaders in business and I just feel for for the once in my life for the last year 
I am really following my passion and my purpose while serving others. So I know that was a long answer to your question, but I just want to share no matter where you are in the present moment, no matter what has happened in the past, you can create any future reality that you want to create, changing your belief systems to positive ones, being aware of the choices, what you're making every single day, working on your personal development, your mindset, and consistently with repetition over time, anything is possible, Mark. I love that. And it's, there's, there's one thing I, I definitely, well, there's, there's many questions that I have, I have from, from what you just shared, but the one thing I'd love to ask you about, you mentioned something about it's important to know when, when to end something. And there, I guess there's two parts to this, this question. And, and, and one, how, how do you know? Cause I, I feel like a lot of people, um, are might feel stuck or in a situation where they might have an idea that this is not the right thing, but they don't, you know, they don't know how to cut that tie because it's, it's easy. It's easy to say that you would love to jump into speaker coaching or you want to be the one on that stage sharing your, sharing your story. It's another thing to actually go and do it. Right. So what helped you when you were in that moment to a realize that's that, something had to end and then B, actually take the next step? Firstly, I think it's important to be in tune with your body and your intuition. Your body always knows the right answer. You just have to listen to it. When you get that gut feeling in your stomach, listen to it because you will find most of the time it's right. Now, let me just add some clarity around that. I didn't just leave and then jump into speaking. I took small steps. When I started thinking, this is not for me, I didn't just leave. I just started making small steps to becoming a speaker. And then once I was certain it was time to leave, that was when I left. But I would say, listen to your intuition because So many people in life carry on doing the same thing day in, day out, knowing that they're not happy. You can start making steps towards a new, better future at any time. It doesn't have to be a big, massive step. You can take small baby steps to start with, and then things will unfold as you start taking smaller steps. That's so important the intuition or the level of self-awareness i think it's so important it's something that comes up almost 100% of the time on on this podcast with 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 guests and what i'm interested in learning from you for you personally is is how have you how have you built the skills or the the or or leveraged different practices to actually help make you know help help you as a person actually hear that intuition or or develop that self self-awareness because i i 100 agree with you it's it's there the signs are there our bodies are uh, you know often trying to tell ourselves um you know something but the 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 issue typically is like a lot of us are on that autopilot of life and just can't can't see it 
right? Or don't hear those signs. And it's when you get into a lot of these different, you know, uh, mindset or mental fitness or physical fitness, there's a ton of practices that help open the, open up that self-awareness. I'm curious for, for you, did you, was, was there anything that ha- that has helped develop that, that, uh, that inner voice, I guess you could say? Definitely. Firstly, it's an ongoing journey. I've had good mindset and I've had bad mindset and I still can go up and down, but it's a lot less time in the down. Now I know how to control my mindset. It's started with me working with great coaches, great mentors, learning important skills as with things like visualization, I meditate, I do my gratitudes, I journal every single day. These are things that I must do every single day, Mark, because if I don't do them, I don't feel as good. I make not as good decisions. So for me, it was when I started doing visualization, gratitude, meditation, journaling, another great tool, what really does work, I draw my future. So I get a piece of paper every so often Mm. and I, I draw my present reality that I am in now on one side of the paper using images you don't have to be an artist but you use different colors and you draw images you write words of the reality that you're in at this present moment i then draw three bold steps in text of how to get to my new reality and then i draw my new chosen reality of exactly how i want it to be Mm. And using images, colour, using words and the subconscious mind accepts the new chosen reality as real because you're drawing it and using the creative part of your mind, it goes straight into the subconscious mind because you're using the creative part of your mind, using colour, using drawing, using big, bold words. That's been a great tool, what I use. And about every three to four months, I have to chuck the piece of paper and draw my reality again because I've manifested a lot of the things what I've drawn. So it's been a slow process of learning skills and tools but the main ones that work for me are visualization gratitude meditation um my journey is really important and also a little bit of exercise i'm not saying you have to become an athlete but get mo- get moving it's so important I take my dog on a 15 to 20 minute dog walk every day. I watch what I eat. I eat lots of green food. I drink natural mineral water. I um, don't eat much sugar. I don't agree with much sugar in a diet. These are all things that do have an impact. And also I don't drink a lot of dairy either. These all have a massive impact on the way you feel, especially 
moving a little bit because it gets the endorphins going in your body and it releases good hormones what make you feel good these are things that you have to do on a daily basis to stay focused and to achieve better things in moving forwards totally it, thank you those are fantastic practices and I, I definitely want to drill in a little bit more on this the, the drawing because um so we have some questions in the app or a pack in the app related to uh, all the questions are framed up in this way it's you know what does my life look and feel like in you know three months six months a year ten years what you know whatever whatever your number is um, but I love the idea and, and the importance of that question is really what does my life feel like, right? Like really get into that, to that feeling. But I love the idea of taking it to the next level and, and drawing that out. So I'm just going to get a bit more tactical with you on this. I, I feel like this, this could help people and myself, frankly, but like when you do it every three months or so, do you, where do you do it? Do you do it in your home or it, like, do you have a specific environment that, um, helps you like what's the what does it look like wherever you feel comfortable a nice quiet space nice piece of white paper I get lots of different coloring pencils at the one side of the page I write um, current reality three bold steps in the middle and new desired current reality on the other side and then I just get creative. I first draw my current reality, what I'm in, um, using images, pictures, big words, symbols. And it's important to be really creative. So you're using the creative part of your mind and then write three bold steps that will take you to your new reality it could be something as simple as contacting five people a day it could be working on my self-confidence and those three bold steps are what will help you to move into your new current reality and then draw out your new desired current reality it really works mark it goes straight into the subconscious mind and you want to put the drawing somewhere where you can look at it um, every single day this is not my idea if you if you google or youtube a lady named patty tedx draw your future you will find where i have had this technique from and it does work oh Absolutely. And, and I mean, most of the, most of the things we do are, you know, they, they've come from somewhere, some sort of inspiration, but it's really when we, we add our own spin to it, that it becomes then, you know, our idea. So that's why I asked a few more questions. I think it's really valuable that that process, I, I'm actually looking forward to, to doing it. Cause I, I agree with you. I mean, I've never done it to that level um, that, that you described. I've, I've only answered the question and, and really went deep into the feeling but i'm always amazed at what manifests from that exercise right when you review it you know three months down the road or whatever you set the time period to it's it, th there's nothing else to say but it it works right so I, i'm curious mark 
it works. I wouldn't say it happens overnight, but you just look at the paper every day. And then months down the line, you're thinking, I can't believe it. I put that I wanted to speak in Toronto, for example, and all of a sudden I'm in Toronto speaking. Things start to come into your experience. Another thing that has been a great tool for me as well, Mark, that I would like to mention, affirmations, Mm. but I do them slightly different. A lot of people do affirmations and say, I am wealthy, I am healthy, which is great because you are commanding to the subconscious mind. But what really works well is if you change it to, why am I so happy to be wealthy? Why am I so happy to be so confident speaking on stage? Because what you find is if you ask the the brain a why question, the brain automatically tries to find the how. The subconscious mind is searching for the answer and you ask it as though it's already happened. Why am I so healthy? And because you're asking the why to the brain, the subconscious mind is automatically looking for the how affirmations that's another thing that i do consistently that's really cool that's uh i mean i i i use affirmations but i love i mean obviously we love questions in this community so i love how you reframed it to a question so just to be clear then you don't you don't answer that question you're, you're just reframing the statement right and you let your mind the subconscious answer it or or do you answer it no because If you just act as though it's already happened, why am I so happy to be speaking on a stage in the USA in January? If you have already assumed that's already happened, your subconscious mind will automatically be looking for the how Mm. and it will come to you in time. You'll start taking actions things will show up what you'll take action on so you don't have to try and answer it because the mind whenever you ask the mind a why question it's automatically looking for the how love it and is this how does this fit into your um i mean the affirmation as well as the the drawing of your future how does that fit into your visualization is it are those things linked or are like what how what's your visualization practice look like okay so the affirmations is my dog walking activity so (laughs) if anyone ever sees me walking my dog they'll probably see me talking to myself under my breath i just walk the dog and say out all of my affirmations Visualisation is what I do on a morning and on an evening when I'm meditating, the first part of my meditation. I actually put in headphones and I listen to healing music to meditate to, listening to a 4.32 hertz, which is meant to be the natural vibration of the universe. Um, And it's like a sound vibration. So I visualise with my headphones in, listening to the music, healing music, and the 4.32 hertz, I think it is. 
Okay. And I visualize in detail my future. I see it before it's happened. Because if you think of an Olympic gold medalist, they will have imagined winning the race and the gold medal before the race day. It's really important to do the same with your future. Visualize yourself in that future, see the colours, try and smell, try and hear the sounds and really be creative with your visualisation because it's really important to visualise it because the mind will see it as already happened. Yeah, totally. And that's what I think. I love that you brought up the the athlete example because, you know, when when you talk about this stuff, in this context, sometimes things are then perceived as this is like really woo-woo or out there type stuff, right? And we get this this all the time. But then, you know, you quickly draw parallels to the physical fitness world and sports and whatnot. And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, they are all doing this, right? And when when those links are made, then all of a sudden it allows people to drop the 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 stereotypes and you know, really allows you to prepare for the really the biggest game of all, which is life, right? So, um, I, I really appreciate you, you sharing the, the the detail around this. Um, one question I, I would like to ask because we we spent a lot of time talking about you know visualization, affirmations, um, and kind of preparing or seeing seeing that f- future life, which uh, I think is fantastic. But how are you balancing also then living in the in the present? Well, that's a good point, actually. And firstly, I just want to go back to the point you made about it being a little bit woohoo, which for some people it may be, but there's so much science coming to um, neuroscience and the mind. And I watch people like Greg Braden, Dr. Bruce Lipton, um, Joe Dispenza, and it really is more scientific now that the subconscious mind is more powerful than we first thought so i would i would definitely say it was woohoo but i think the world is opening up to being more open to these techniques and these practices now can you remind me of what your question was because i've got sidetracked yeah no, that's totally fine. And no, and I appreciate that. And I agree. There's so, I mean, there's so much science be- behind all of this. I mean, one quick search, search on any of those practices you mentioned um, regarding the, the science backing, it, like it's there. So um, again, it's just about setting a, a good narrative to, to allow people to be open to to trying them, right? So the question though was, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about the future um but how do you balance you know the visual visualization and and really looking to create that that future life with i guess the gratitude of where you're at currently in the, in living that the present moment and i can't believe i forgot this question because it's an awesome question and it's a really big point i'm glad you touched on it Everything happens in the present moment in real time. It's important to visualize your future when you're practicing meditation or visualization. I only do 10 minutes on a morning, 
10 minutes on an evening. It's so important to be present in the moment and be grateful for all of your blessings that you have in life right now. And if people out there feel, oh, I'm struggling to find things to be grateful for, think about the air that you're breathing, the cells in your body, the water that you're able to drink, the the food that you can eat, the shirt on your back, maybe the car that you drive. There's always something to be grateful of. It's very important to do visualisation and meditation and think of your future, but it's more important to be present in the moment and be grateful for the present moment because that's where the magic happens, Mark. So once you have done your visualisation, forget about it and get on with your day and be totally present in the present moment and yeah, it's really important to be present in the moment. Is there anything that, that you found has, has helped you, Mark, just um, be more present? Because it's, uh, obviously I agree with, with what you're saying, but then also there's just life in general that happens fast and we're moving and there's there's a lot going on. So I feel like, you know, if we don't consciously stop or build in, certain practices or build in triggers to to notice or be grateful it's easy to get swept up into autopilot right so i'm just curious to see if there's anything that has helped you over the years um be more present i know i've mentioned it mark but i can't stress it enough meditation it's the biggest thing that has helped me to be present in the moment I would say meditation and journaling because you are writing in a journal what you are grateful for, what you want to achieve, your successes for the day. So it keeps it active in your mind, all of the things that are going right or where you need to improve. But meditation has the biggest impact for me to stay present in the moment. It helps me think better. It helps me to make better choices. Even 10 minutes a day is medically proven to, or I should say, scientifically proven to improve brain function. So for me, uh, meditation helps to keep me grounded. It helps me to think better and it helps me to stay present in the moment. Absolutely. No, I I can attest to that. And there's actually some really, I'm curious to see over the next two years, but um, Headspace, one one of the bigger meditation apps actually have some FDA uh, clinical studies running right now, or they're going for an FDA approval um, so that physicians, at least in the U.S., can per- prescribe meditation as a as a therapy to, to patients. So, um, you know, full circle to, to the conversation we've been having around the science behind this, it's, um, it's there. It, it's definitely out there. So, it's only um it's only getting more and more exciting as 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 time goes on and we explore more into into these practices so thank you again for for sharing them um i do want to respect your time i'm going to start wrapping up a little bit but you 
you did mention some great prompts, uh, reflective questions uh, recently. And, and one of the things I do ask all guests um, is for a few reflective prompts from from you that you that you found have been beneficial through either big life changing events or that you find yourself asking on on a daily basis because then these are loaded in the um in our, our journaling app to help others as well so if you had to think about it mark just kind of a gut reaction what what are what are three reflective questions that you find yourself asking on a frequent basis i would say firstly when you're trying to build a better future for yourself, are you surrounded by the right people? Because people do either lift you up or drag you down. So firstly, I look at who I'm around. Are they lifting me up? Are they um, being authentic? Are they friends? Are they there to support me? If people aren't there lifting you up, it's time to change your circle. I would say another thing I ask myself quite a lot is, can I get better? Can I improve? What's working? What, where, what's working and where do I need to make improvements? Um, and you have actually asked a great question and I'm trying to think of a great effective answer for you. There's so many questions I ask myself, Mark. I'm questioning myself on a daily basis. I would just say um, I am very focused on the thoughts that I've put into my mind mm. and am I doing the best? Am I coming from a place of love? Am I serving others? Is this coming from a place of honesty and authenticity? I love that. That's a powerful question. No, it's great. And I mean, there, the other thing is this whole conversation is, is littered full of, of really powerful prompts. So um, for everyone listening, we can, you know, replaying it. Uh, you can definitely journal on a lot of those, but I'll, I've captured these, these three, which are fantastic. So thank you for sharing them. Uh, and the last question for you, Mark, is really, you know, when you, when you take out all the noise or, all the projects you're working on or all the, the busyness of life and all that, that jazz, you know, at the end of the day, what, what truly makes you smile? What truly makes me smile is spending time with my parents, having dinner with them, my beautiful dog, Lily, who is a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. She brings me so much joy walking around, looking up at the sun, looking up at the stars, learning. I love learning new things. I love learning quantum physics and consciousness. I've got a real bug for learning those topics um, and just having great friendships and building good relationships with people, knowing that I'm coming from a place of love in a world where some people uh, <laughs> I will say some people come from a place of faintness. It's nice knowing that actually yeah. I'm coming from a place of honesty and authenticity. I agree. And it, it's, I mean, having, having met you uh, in person uh, in Toronto, uh, which seems like it was part of one of your drawings. So that's, that's awesome. Um, you could really feel it in, in your character. And, and, you know, Mark, I just want to acknowledge you uh, on behalf of, of myself and everyone listening you know, to, to say thanks for 
giving your life another shot. I mean, you obviously kind of came back from something that it was possible that there could have been a very different outcome, right? And you went through that rebuilding process and and made some some really key decisions for for your life that's now ultimately helping um, thousands, if not millions, of people ar- around the world. So a huge thanks for for doing that and continuing to to evolve uh, your journey. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed having a conversation. When I would like to say, if anyone out there is struggling with stress, anxiety, depression low self-esteem, low self-confidence, or maybe they're getting bullied, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. No matter where you are now, no matter what has happened in the past, start taking small steps towards where you would like to go. And with time, with choosing better belief systems, with making better choices, with repetition over time, you can create a better future. Love it. Can't think of a better way to to end the conversation. So thank you for that. I will include uh, links to you and all of your, your work in the show notes. And Mark, have an incredible day. Thank you. Have a great day too. And thank you for having me on your show. Yes, you made it to the end of the conversation. Thank you so much for your attention. And if you enjoyed the chat, leave us a little love wherever you're listening. Stars or views, they go a long way. Don't forget, you can find all of these guests along with a ton of powerful reflective prompts in our digital journaling app, Kyo, K-Y-O. Search it in the Apple App Store and it'll pop up. Wishing you the absolute best in your mental fitness and an incredible day.